Hi, and welcome to the 26th and final ever episode of The Sound of Not Getting Laid, where we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? My guests this week are three women, no small children. Here, Lisa claimed that prog rock musicians weren't much to look at. Listen to Joni confess to almost having played the guitar. Marvelous Nicola tries to get a word in edgewise. All this and more of The Sound of Not Getting Laid! Tonight's episode is brought to you by Jim. Jim, it makes chicks loud and mildly combative. Hi, and welcome to The Sound of Not Getting Laid, where we're asking the question, do women really hate prog rock? Today I have with me... No, no Small Children! Featuring... Lisa P. Nicola. Joni. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Great. Super awesome. awesome. Uh, how old are all of you ladies? 27. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that for a 27. minute. Why are you laughing? Yeah, that's not, <laughs> not a cool man. Because that's funny. Generation X. Okay. Yeah. You're all Gen Xers. Yeah. Yeah, about my age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the record, I'm 45. There you go. <gasps> uh, Jeez. <laughs> and what do you do? We're school teachers. That's uh-huh. right. At the same elementary school in North Hollywood, California. And we're rock and rollers. We're very, in a band called No Small Children. Very, <laughs> very much so, yes. Um, and where are you from? Uh, well, collectively, we're from Los Angeles, from the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. <coughs> um, we all, uh, we come from, Joni and I come from Boston. And uh, Nicola here, I come from Seattle. Because most uh, L.A. people come from somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. Right, right. Nobody's born in L.A. They don't well, have Well, they are, there. but not <laughs> rock and rollers like us. No. Yeah, no, there's no. not a lot of native Angelinos, as they say. There are. But they're, well, they're just... I never seem to meet them. I meet a lot of them, actually. New York's becoming yeah. like that, too, now. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Uh, it's rare that I find a native New Yorker anymore. Um, so what kind of music were you guys listening to in high school going to college? Like, what was your, your main jam? All right, I'm not gonna lie, um, and I might be uh, debunking some beliefs, but I was definitely listening to a lot of prog rock in high school. I was going to these concerts, half these bands I've seen live, mostly in high school, and I was listening to jazz. <laughs> really? Also, yes. What, 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 what's, what artists? Well, I was a saxophone player. I say that I was, I guess I still am, but I was, I was I'm just a big time Miles Davis, Coltrane, like I'm just obsessed with that stuff. Were you a fan of his uh, his fusion stuff in the late 60s? No, and not so much. Really? Yeah, I was more of like the straight ahead, you know, more straight ahead stuff. Uh, kind of blue. Kind of blue. Um, uh, if I were a bell. Blend, tell you what it is later. Milestones. Right, right. The classic, uh, classic straight ahead jazz. Yeah, I mean, when I say I love jazz, I'm not like uh, I love jazz history. I love listening to jazz, but I'm not like a geek out over albums person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't know the 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 all the um who played the piano. Yeah. On the second track. Well, no, I know some of that. The, I, I like what I like. Let's put it that way. Right. And it, and it's like the music for me is kind of like that. Like I like what I like in all genres. Uh-huh. It's not like I like jazz. I mean, right. I like some jazz. Sure. I don't like. I don't like all rock. I don't like all classical. Right, because you're not insane. <laughs> all right, there you go. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, trying to discover cool new all the time. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right. So if we're talking about later high school, because it was constantly evolving, it was uh, Zeppelin and uh, did follow the dead, which gives you a little clue for age right there. <laughs> and, um, well, they had a resurgence right, in the 90s. So. Right, it was before that. Right. It was not before the resurgence. You're not 65. I'm not. So it was in between those years. Yeah, it was more for the, the like the lifestyle and the party than the music. So Santana, Santana, love reggae, love ska. Mm-hmm. L- listening to a lot of ska. Okay. Uh, I guess... This is Joni. I guess that I would say I dip my toes in a lot of pools musically. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a classically trained musician. I, I grew to love um, classical music just by virtue of having studied it. Uh-huh. Um, you, right, you used to play cello, right? I still do. You still do? Yeah, okay. yeah. And um, I tend, I'm a, more of a strings player than like a brass or woodwind like Lisa is, but right. uh, in any case, so I, I dip my, I love some types of jazz, big bands, um, 
Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughan, uh-huh. Duke uh-huh. Ellington, that type of thing. Right. But um, I would probably say the style of music that I listened to the most, in particular in high school, um, and soon after was like funk and soul okay. music, and and some of the original early soul, Ella Fitzgerald and Sam Cooke. I mean, not Ella, I'm sorry, Aretha Franklin's my all-time favorite. Okay. Sam Cooke, you know that that type of early soul. And then um, funk music and things like that, and actually became kind of a passion for a long time. Where I, I was a soul singer most of my most of my professional life as a musician. Yeah, and and that comes across in your in your performance. I, I, when I heard you live for the first time, I went, "Oh man, she's, she knows R and B." Thank you, yeah, thank yeah. you. But but uh, I did also. I listened to a, a good amount of prog rock. I mean, you just couldn't really be alive during that time and yeah, totally. and not absorb it on some level. Sure, and, sure. And, uh, People would write it on the desk like the yeah. yes. Yeah. You know, logo uh-huh. on yeah, the desk. The, the You're Roger like, oh, how do you logo? do that? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yes. <coughs> and Genesis, too. I loved, yes. And I loved Genesis, too. Now, Genesis, now there's there's two kinds of Genesis. Right. I know. Which one are you speaking to? I actually liked both a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I mean, I love I loved Peter Gabriel and I love Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. And and I love them both independently, too, when they went on and had their own solo careers. I right, love that right. also. Right. Phil Collins was like, like, actually, that was one of my very first concerts. Really? Is the Genesis, but it was with Phil Collins singing. So what, I feel the like, Invisible Touch tour? Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, like, I don't really, I wish I, I kind of missed out on the early Genesis stuff with Peter Gabriel. You know, I just knew it as Phil Collins. I actually you know. didn't know a lot about early Genesis uh, before this podcast. Like, I think they need to be, they're, they're kind of one of the classic. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, now, and I'll probably listen more now too because of this podcast. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so I, I, had to, I had to do a crash course in Genesis uh, to get ready for this. Uh, and I'm sure some people are going to... Uh, bash my, my choice because it's not I don't think it's something that ever got here. We'll see. Right. We'll see what you guys All right. Um what do you guys listen to now? I listen to a little band called No Small Children. <laughs> <laughs> listen to your own stuff. Everybody likes their own brand, like farts. That's true. That's Just true. like farts only different. Yeah. You know what? Not not much has changed in terms of dipping my toe in the pool. I just right. I try to listen to as much and as varied uh, genres of music as I can. I still go back to some of the ones that I feel really connected to emotionally. Like sure. I'm always gonna love Mozart. I'm always right. gonna love Ella Fitzgerald. I'm always gonna love Aretha Franklin. I'm always gonna love Yes. You know. When when you said uh, you listen to a lot of classical, I, I meant to ask you, and I'll ask you now, what composers. Mozart is my very favorite, uh-huh, hands uh-huh. down. And um, I, in general, I tend to lean more towards a romantic era of song, uh, of composing. And I'm, you know, uh, I like Tchaikovsky. Mm-hmm. I do like Bach, Brahms. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly, but but um, I like Holst because he's a band no, guy. I, uh, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> Frank Zappa ripped off a lot of holes. Yes, and uh, so did in, John uh, Williams. In uh, <laughs> what's that? It's it's, it's on absolutely free. Uh, Planets. Yeah. And so did John Williams. Uh, oh yeah. John Williams totally. Did he really? Yeah. Oh yeah, with all that, all those movie themes for sure. I, you know, now that you mentioned that, that yeah, that makes sense. You guys know the story about Jaws, right? Yeah. yeah, no, I don't so know. He, he, Made he, a mistake. He, <laughs> yeah, he goes it again. He goes to uh, he goes to Spielberg and he goes and he plays it on piano. Da dum, da dum, da dum, da dum. Spielberg's like, dude, seriously? What is this? He's like, no, no, no. It, it it builds and then there's other parts that go over it. Mm. All right, I'll trust you. You know, you're John Williams. What the fuck? Um, and that's how that's the story of Jaws. <laughs> Yeah, wow, that's, 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 that's cool. how that came about. Yeah, Spielberg was not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, until he put the whole orchestra right. together and said, right. are you right. done? Cellos do this, done the flutes do yeah. that. Right, right, right. He was just playing single parts on the piano, and Spielberg yeah. was like, really? Dude? He couldn't I see care? what was in his head. Right, right. He, 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 he couldn't hear the vision. We have they, a good, uh, yeah, we have a good friend, Judy. Judy Chilnick. Judy Chilnick. Plays, Shout out. Uh, like, she's a, an amazing percussionist, and she plays in all these movies. So. Yeah. 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 She's in the new Star Wars. She was in the last Star Wars. Uh-huh. Badass. Hey, Judy. Judy! I'd say for like, Box Brom, Mozart, that was probably uh-huh. my favorite. But less of, not so much like the Bartok or the Schoenberg. No. The no. modern stuff. Is really no, I love Bartok. I'm not a Schoenberg fan, yeah, but I, Bartok. I, I Stravinsky. Think... Bartok. 
like Bartok. Yeah, the string quartets, the stuff they used in The Shining. I love that stuff. I think it's so, badass. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not as much towards that. I, I'd say modern composers, I probably like, um, I love Eric Satie, which is a, more of a piano, piano concertos. Yeah, really. French. He's doing yeah. a lot of film. Yes, they use it a lot. You, if you heard it, you'd know it exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm just it, not yeah. familiar with the name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, there's, I'll a, check there's it out. a really famous song. Uh, you, I'm sure you've heard it. It's it was uh, featured in a movie, French movie in the sing 90s. It for me. Yeah. You can, you can, you can YouTube it later. Yeah. You can YouTube, YouTube it later. It. Yes. Yes. There, you know, there's a place for that. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, you ladies, what are you listening to, Leo? I listen to everything. You know, Spotify is great everything. for that. I mean, I listen All to... All of it. No. But, I mean, <laughs> I do... When I'm home, like, if, if I'm home alone and I, I'm putting something on, like, I'll often put on Cuban music um, oh, nice. and different genres and Spotify that and just mm -hmm. let it rip. Uh, lots of different world music. Cause it just, just makes me happy. Mm. Ooh, I'm going to play some Brazilian stuff later when great. we're done here. Great. I love Brazilian music. I had a... a uh, a professor uh, long ago who said he used to say like too much Brazilian is like too much icing on a cake but it's the Brazilian it's the uh, the soul <laughs> of Brazilian that, that you can never have too much it of it just oozes feel of and, Cuban yeah. I love and, and, and the syncopation yeah. is yeah. amazing like it's 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 deceptively complex it sounds simple but you sit down and try to play that shit and it's like fuck yeah you gotta like practice for like five years yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck or a lifetime but i do also <laughs> right. i do yeah. love brazilian too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i forgot to mention rap and hip-hop too okay actually, you know i feel like now there's a it's a really exciting time in hip-hop music and what's going on i listen to, i love kendrick lamar you know i gotta get more into that because i've been really into thundercat i gotta i gotta check some of that stuff out uh because i was i was kind of losing interest in hip-hop for a while because everything became so narcissistic yeah mm -hmm. i got this and i got mm -hmm. that and bitches and money and cars mm -hmm. and all this shit and it, yeah. it wasn't the hip-hop i grew up with which mm -hmm. was like public enemy and, right. and, and right. uh yeah and, and, and uh, wu-tang you know old mm -hmm. dirty bastard that stuff that was really it was it was urban folk music you know? uh, i love i love public yeah. enemy qt your so first good. question we're all the same age <laughs> 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 Okay, so is what I'm listening to, I, I feel like I'm always, it's, it's weird, while we're listening to this, I'm thinking about about music in general, and, and I'm always looking for that thing that music has. And it almost doesn't matter the genre, and I find myself, as of late, going on Spotify, and going, like, and thinking of friends that I have, that I think have cool, eclectic tastes in music, mm -hmm. and going, basically stealing their playlists, and I'm discovering like amazing stuff that I never would have discovered the other any other way, you know. I do the same, yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Spotify but, is great that way. Oh, it's so great. And then, but the but then I it's harder to like find an artist, right. you know, that you right. like fall in love with. You know, I, I'm a big fan. I love the Shins, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just something about that music. I just keep coming back to it. I'm really like Bon Iver played at. Um, I think he played it was at Coachella or something, and they were talking about how they were all doing loops at the same time. Like mm -hmm. that fascinates me. Then of course Kendrick, you know, people that are pushing it, um, like Kendrick. The thing about the Kendrick stuff though is that like I can't listen to it unless I'm only listening to it. Like I can't right. have it on in the background because it's so heavy and it's so um, there's so much to think about while he's what he's saying and if, to really understand what he's talking about. It takes every amount of intellectual energy that I have in the moment you know? right it's not something light that you put on while you're, you're, you're yeah dusting the house or exactly yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you know so that's kind of where I am now and it's it's like a single world now you know it's like you just I just listen to songs right. I don't listen to whole albums these days as much well that's what I love about the new Thundercat album yes yeah. it's, it's 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 a concept it's a whole it's a work yeah, it's, it's a, a suite work, yeah. of songs mm -hmm. that all go well together and I've heard and, that you know, yeah I've got it I want to check that out yeah I'll send you the mp3s um, all right, so I think we're going to get into some music here. Sweet. Oh, boy. All right. play now? So we're going to... Uh, oh, no, we're going to listen. Oh, no, we're going to awesome. listen. Let's, uh, we're let's gonna do start, this. We're going to start here in 1969 with King Crimson. Uh, the album is In the Court of the Crimson King. And the song is 21st Century Schizoid Man. Let's listen. <laughs> Crazy how 
how dry they had the drums back then. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost it's more like a jazz sound. Yeah. Like this no is not a rock. Yeah. This is not a big rock bombastic sound. Are we being heard yeah. over there? Okay. I love how they double everything, including the guitar. What's that? They're doubling stuff. Yep. And distorted vocals in 1969. Yeah, right. I, and distorted bass. I definitely yeah. don't hate this. No. The only thing that bothers me about it is is the drums. Like, there's so much high end. There's no, like, I can't right. even hear the bass drum. It's, it's like it's, they're playing out a 10 inch bass super, drum. It's a super dry jazz kit. Yeah. yeah. And a tiny bass drum. Here are the two guitars, the stereo. Sentry Skateboard Man! <laughs> um, Kanye West sampled this recently. Did he really? Which I just think is really weird. It's crazy how double it is. This is so old. Like this yeah. version of this, because there were all these different versions of this band. Right, like the only remaining member from this lineup is Robert Fripp. Yeah. Greg Lake went on to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Actually, Ian McDonald is playing with them now again. Oh, yeah. And uh, I believe he was the saxophone and flautist. I saw King Crimson in Discipline. Was that? In Discipline, Dis yeah. Yeah, or Discipline. And it was Bill Bruford. Right. Tony Levin. Yep. Playing the stick um, bass. Uh, the stick. Yeah, yeah, the stick. The chapter And Robert Fripp, of course. And there was um, another, Adrian Ballou was in it. Yes, he played yeah. guitar and sang. I don't remember who the keyboardist was. One of the things I love about this too is I don't think there the was a keyboardist in that, okay. in that band. What's the that? bass player is plucking this. They're not picking it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so not heavy for heavy. No. You know, it's like Production-wise, yes. Yeah, production-wise, but playing-wise. But I mean, in 1969, like, this, had, this is almost proto-metal. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Tony Iommi and the boys from Sabbath were influenced by have this. You heard, yeah. Have you heard any interviews where they talk about the recording of this? No. So I want to know, to what degree is this orchestrated and what is improvised? Well, this is totally improvised yeah. here. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think the way yeah. these, these prog rock bands do it, though, they, they, like, they don't write it down, they build it together. Yes. They, it's like Go Rodeo. They build yeah. it together. Yeah. Sections. Yeah, and they, yeah. like, memorize it, and they build it together, and they go, oh, the, you know. But they don't memorize the parts, they memorize the changes, right? They memorize the parts unless it's a solo like this. Yeah. I think the floor tom is actually is more low-end than the bass drum. <laughs> Could be. Could be. I mean, you know, I wonder what it's like to write that way. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, they must have had so many fist fights. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <coughs> There's two solos happening. Yeah, saxophone and guitar. Oh. Panning left, right. I don't think these are written out. I think that they're no. just, I think it's like jazz where they just have sections. No, this, yeah. is, this is improvised. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think the whole thing is just like jazz. In this section. This song very much, because yeah. you've got a head that's written, right. you've got a middle section that's improvised, and then it comes back to the head. So right. it's very much like a jazz right. song. Right. Yeah, yeah. But with rock instruments. Mm -hmm. But, it's, but th there's improvised parts. Yeah. 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 But then this is written. Right. Yeah. That's the Yeah. It's like a standard. That's rad. Only different. Yeah. Yeah, Greg Lake is yeah. ripping that's it up good. on the bass. That's rad. I mean, the whole thing, this part of this section in particular, very soft fingers. Where, are they British? No. Yes. They are. Sounds like Most of the bands we're listening to tonight are British, except for Rush. They're from Canada. 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 Yes, another fine Canadian export. But like this part is, that's what yeah. yeah, not yeah. the improvised solos. Because right. they're not really like a jazz standard. Like Oh no, no. they all improvise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They all just happen to, play happen to be same playing notes. the same notes <laughs> at the same time, right. the same, same syncopation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they look like they're, like in this picture, they look like they eat too much salt. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Seriously, they're like bloated sort of. Oh, okay. Like bloated and like bad eating and... I wonder what their dental like work is like. I actually hear DGQ a little bit. Was this a, you don't want to know, talk about you, but early influence? Oh, yeah. Oh, I hear and it. DGQ, yeah. Is it a trumpet or a saxophone? That's a sax. Sax. Mm -hmm. 
I think Ian McDonald was playing a... It's a doubled sax, too. Da -da 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 -da. Here. But this, this is a guitar on this side. Guitar here and two, two, two horns over oh, here. Oh, we have it backwards. <laughs> Mine's the other way. There's you a little L and R, at least, on the... One of us do. No, oh, see? There's a little L and R on your headphones. I love how it just slows yeah. down just a yeah. little bit. That's so metal. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's that the half This is time. very metal, this way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love the distorted vocal thing. I gotta say, this is like a really good early dating song. Like you're driving with somebody you're just starting to date. Interesting. In a car, and you just like, you're experiencing this in the car together. I think that's a really good like second, third date. I would totally make out to this song. Yeah, definitely. I would too, I would too. I would, I would. Totally. Three unicorns in the room right now. Wow. Yep, making out is getting more aggressive, a little more. Right. Oh, shit's getting cr- Feel <laughs> good to swear? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's getting crazy now. Swear your fucking ass off. Okay, okay. Yeah. Crazy. No, it's, all, it's already been posted as, as explicit You know what? Content. I went to see, I just remembered. That's some out, that's like, uh. That sounds like they're falling down the stairs. What's that guy's bit. name? Um. <laughs> With their instrument. Pharaoh. Yeah. Pharaoh. Um, running down Pharaoh the hill. Sanders. Pharaoh Sanders. Pharaoh Sanders. Yeah. What did you think of that, ladies? I like well, that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I kind of like that. You made yeah. it through. No, there was no place in that that I would have rung the bell. I like that. Okay. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard of the Bears? Because that was Adrian Ballou's band. Oh, I was thinking the Chicago With, um... football team. <laughs> no, there was Dump a Bears. band called the Bears. That was Adrian Ballou. Or and uh, who was that? Oh. <laughs> Cream bass player. Uh, Jack Bruce. Yeah, he was in it too. Oh, I'd, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> no, I, I, know, I didn't love it. Not his best work. No, I, I'm just not a big, like, I'm a song person. I like songs. Really? As opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to tunes. As, a, as opposed to jamming incessantly. Right. Cluelessly. Which, she is, likes which to is evident jam. from the songs that you guys play. You guys write songs. There is structure. Yeah. 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 Well, you can have structure in tunes. There's oh, yeah, just, yeah. you know, they're not. That was, they're not songs. I, did, I really I like enjoyed that. that. that I really was, did. Lisa there was doesn't a lot, like to jam up. There was a lot a of jam. structure in that. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. not free for. We like oh, order. No. I like order. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it it's, it's all about the hooks, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Every song needs a good hook, and if you got a few in there, you probably got a few in there. Are, yeah. you, are we allowed to hit this when other people are talking? No? Yes. Okay. Sure. Do whatever you want. Do I don't give a shit. Don't you dare, because I know she's talking about me. <laughs> but the, the problem is, I don't have a fader on Joni. I can't fade her out like I can with the music. So. Oh, man. So, you know. I'm catching a lot of shade right now. So how long was that song? Uh, that was... 26 minutes. Seven and a half. <laughs> All right, because in today's day and age, that most people would say that that's too long. Yeah, you would never be able because to get our attention spans. But, but are it too did short. get airplay and still does. It did. Yeah, it does. Like yeah. you guys know this song. You've heard yeah, it before. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. KCSN. Mm. <laughs> Seriously, they College look radio. like they Yeah, they need some nutrition. And it and looks sun. Sun. Yeah. Vitamin D they're vitamin D deficient. Yeah, yes. they they might have and, scurvy. and what did you say too much salt? No, she said too much salt, but I would also comment that they look like they all go to the same barber. <laughs> or don't oh, go no, to they, the barber. No, they cut each, each other's hair. Yeah, yeah. right. It's a hippie Well, this commune. guy just, Greg Lake just has a bowl on his head. And borrow, right. borrow each other's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And they might or be, no, they meet up with, like, they, yeah, they meet women at night and take yeah. their clothes. Yeah, they yeah. take yeah. their clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They steal whatever yeah. they walk to women's home clothes. Yeah. They steal yeah. groupies' clothes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right, let's do it. What's up next? Next up. Is that their, like, promo picture? <laughs> yeah. Holy I think crap. it was, that's yeah. That's a shitty picture. Like, it really is. That's it's, the best I could I mean, do. I could take a better picture with a phone. <laughs> Seriously. You know what I especially appreciate, too, is also that only one person is smiling. They all look very sullen. Yeah. Must be all the salt. They they have <laughs> been uh, compared to Manson family rejects. Wait, which one's smiling? I don't see one him. Correct. Yeah. He's got, he's so. a, a, it's smirk. more like a, a smirk. smirk. It's yeah. a smirk. Yeah, it's a smirk, yeah. yeah. But these other guys, I mean, you know, the, the bearded guys, it's like... Are they, they're not brothers. They, they, they could they, be brothers. So. I don't know, it's pretty... He even. looks like he's in the Civil War. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, or it's yeah. It's been four days since we've had food. He's making, this guy's, he's making his own soap, this guy. <laughs> Later, I'm gonna go dig for gold in these air hills. <laughs> he does look like a prospector. He does. Right, like right, right. Yeah, it's very, it's for something that happened in 69. They all look a little emo. You know, the yeah. emo in the face. They're very ahead yeah. of their time. That's what I was going to say, they're ahead, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Moving along, we're going to go to... Uh, we right had to... no opinion at all about any of that. <laughs> Genesis? <laughs> I don't know this record at all. We're going go to go uh, to 1971 it. with Genesis, uh, when Peter Gabriel was fronting the band. Cool. Um, here's what Another these... British band. Here's what these weirdos look like, yeah. these art school rejects. Um, the album is Nursery Crime, <coughs> and uh, the song is The Return of the Giant. I nice. love all the reharms. The what? Six, eight Reharmonies, reharmonizing. And Steve Hackett's doing finger tapping there. Long before Eddie Van Halen. Very jazzy on the drum set. Phil, who's yeah. an excellent drummer. He's an drummer. amazing drummer. Yeah. yeah. I think I don't think he can play anymore. He's really? got some arthritis yeah. action going I heard on that or something. Too. Yeah. Chester Thompson now plays oh, for Genesis. Yeah, there's plenty of, plenty of he was playing with him yeah. when Phil was singing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Phil taught him how to play like him. Another. He sounds like Ozzy. The way he sings, he does. Yeah. The vocals yeah. sound like Ozzy. He's, he's gravelier than Ozzy, though. Yeah, Ozzy well, was more of a straight tone. But it's in terms of like his his the way he pronounces things, and he also doubles the vocals. Okay, that's yes. an Ozzy trick too. Yes, yes. Yeah. Ozzy loved the unison vocals, and he also they. No one cares. No one. This is better. Trust it's getting me. Getting so dry. That's what she said. <laughs> You're speaking about the production. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. Oh, tambourine. Hey it's, now. You know, it's cr it's crazy. Like the music to me is so clear. You know what I mean? I almost. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna criticize this music. By all means. What I love about it is the music, the singing, and I love Peter Gabriel. It's not melodic enough for me. It's like, it's, no I'm hook. not hanging on to anything no melodically. Hook. This right. feels over-intellectualized to me, mm -hmm, this song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yep. And, it's, and you can tell the music was written before the singing. Yeah. Because he's trying to fit over top of it uh, instead I, of the other way I around. I think you're right, yeah. He really came into his songwriting. Later. Well, you know, later on, like, Lamb lies down on... No one cares. Sent this stuff because it's collaborative, which is uh, right. closer to the other bands that we're listening right, to. Right, right, right. And how to write, how they write this music. Right. Like, they're not one, like, they come in and they're just like, okay, let's do this here, and, like... It's like democracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and eventually it became a dictatorship where... You know, uh, Peter tortured. took over. No? A little tortured. Yeah. Is it a little tortured? This is... Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Me, and yeah. not having that It upsets one. me to hear Peter Gabriel sing like that. Because I love Peter Gabriel. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a weird style for him because he, he hasn't quite come into his own yet. No, it, he was like he was uh, reaching for something. Right. And there there was nothing, like Lisa said, no no hook. It's because it, the music's written first. Right. And they said, okay, sing something over this. And he's right. like, uh. Right. Instead of, like, instead of which starting is, with Which a is a lot of what Ozzy did, too. Yeah. Uh, or, or was relegated to. But, because but Tony, Tony would Tony's do those. riffs were just so oh, yeah. hooky. Yeah, totally, totally. And, and Ozzy made it work better than this. I agree. Mm -hmm. you know, I agree. He, he, he found a melody over that stuff. And, well, it was, a lot it was of times simpler. it was the same as the guitar riff. Right. Yeah, yeah, metal 101. I, I would say I'm, I, that might be one of the first times I've ever 
uh, said I didn't like something that I heard Peter Gabriel say. It was starting uh -huh. to wear on me though. I'm glad you, I, I'm glad you somebody. I'm glad you hit the thing. Yeah, I had a little ear fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so you're right. You're not going to go out and buy this record. I don't think so. I don't think so. And you're certainly not going to put it on. Not on a date. If if I wouldn't make out to you that and your one. man, right? No. no, it's not makeout music. It's no. not. Yeah, it's I agree. Music. No. It's kind of mansplaining music. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what good music is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason why you don't like it is... Can you imagine, you... like, hanging out with those guys, like, back in the day? That how, like, oh, my God, the drama and yeah. the... Yeah. yeah. But it, it's all... It's smarty all, pants. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, you don't pants. like it because you don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right. It's like, no, I don't like it. It's like, so if somebody said to you, I really don't like, you know, steak... You'd be like, well, you don't like steak because you don't understand steak. It's right. like, no, I just, I, when it hits my mouth, it's an unpleasant sensation. Right, right. <laughs> Same thing with music. When it hits my ears, I, you know, right, it's right. unpleasant. Either you like it or you don't. That's right. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. All right, so uh, I'm going to stop the music here because we don't want to wait for the next five minutes of the song to... Sure. To, uh, But I'm also going to yeah. take a bathroom break. Oh, all right. Okay. Also 1971. Uh, I like this record. I do too. A lot. This is on my wall. Mm. In my house. You had the poster? No. We What we do is Oh, we, you took the album. We have a, a bunch of albums uh -huh. and they're, they're framed and put on our in our living room. Now? Now. Nice. Yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic. Mm. I, love um, the, I love the artwork on the front of this too. Roger Dean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of artwork for Yes, for Asia, mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of other like weird prog rock bands I from love like Asia. Europe. He died and... just recently, right? The guy. Roger Dean? No, no, uh, the singer. No. Um, Chris Squire died. No, I know Chris Squire died, but the singer for Asia. Oh, oh. Um, John Wetton. John Wetton, yeah. Who was also in King Crimson. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, he played on Red and like Starless Bible Black and those albums. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of my favorite uh, vocalists for, oh for Crimson. Yeah, he, I mean, Crimson I, I always had great him. vocalists. Look, yeah. Adrian Ballou's amazing. Yeah. John Wetton was amazing. Greg Lake was amazing. Um, how about that, huh? Can, I'm just saying, like, Rick Wakeman, it's like, this This is, if I were the roadie having to move this way, <laughs> oh, yeah. I might, you might find me swinging from I a mean, rope. Right. Goodness. One of these fucking things, right? Yeah. A Rhodes, oh, yeah. that's 350 pounds. Never mind. The then you got the Hammond organ and the Leslie speaker <laughs> yes. that goes long with right. it. And then all like, the, the, like the Moogs and the Clavinet and, yes. Yeah, uh, but look how he's. But he is rocking this sequence cape, though. I've, I, this is, I've seen this get this, this lineup mm -hmm. more than once. Really? Yeah. Because that lineup was only together for two albums. Yeah, I this saw This one and Close to the Edge. Close to the Edge. That's what I saw. Really? Yeah. You must have been like six. Really? Well, I mean, close they, to they the were edge. probably doing it. A reunion. Oh, no, that was like 1972. No, no, no. Then that. But I saw it was Chris Squire, it was Rick Wakeman, it was Bill Bruford, it was John Anderson, and it was Steve Howe. I know for sure. Maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe Tony they got, K. They got together again for maybe going for the one or relayer one of those relayer later is probably it yeah and then they just played and that was like late songs. 70s early 80s something like that uh, no yeah. 80s was like like the owner of a lonely heart yes god i know i, I, I saw love this that lineup. song so much really Every, oh i, like I love owner of a lonely heart love 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 it every time it comes on and that, then i saw all bill that trevor raven with stuff king crimson too yes he was king crimson he left he left after close to the edge he left to join like i always think of of yes as the um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi of Prague. <laughs> and Crimson is the Darth Vader. They're Ooh. the dark side. I just love how they were just kind of like regular dudes. You know, they weren't like, 
<laughs> you know, right? Because like, people is, wear this every day. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't mean that. I'm sorry. Dude. I don't mean regular dudes. I mean like they weren't. <coughs> they weren't like King Crimson like musicians. They weren't that caliber musician. Uh, really? They, uh, that's I don't what, know. Like as far as the technician part of it, they were except for Bill Bruford maybe. Bill but, Bruford's amazing. Like, like I mean, if you listen to the Rick Wakeman solos, he's playing like. I mean, I'm sorry if you love Rick Wakeman. I loved him too, but. His solos were in keys that were written, you know, written for him. Like sure, where it's yeah, all, he, he, you know, he and t- tended to, to stay within the diatonic. System. Yeah, yeah. and and it was like in keys that were all white notes or yeah, all, right, you know, like that, right. rather than oh, you do really? it. Well, I don't know, but not not really, but yes, you know, simpler keys. No like, pun intended. That's what we do would do too. Is you write it for a key that works for you, right? Right, right. Sure. And you, in the stuff with early um, Crimson, I mean, they were just like could play in any key, you know, whatever. Right. You know, it was like, I they just may have been like, catering to the horn players too, who were in B. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and and that made them that made yes more accessible, I think, to to people. Like I loved yes, right, because I felt like I could relate to what they were doing. Right, it you wasn't know? it, yeah, because Crimson had more of a they they went out more into the jazz realm. Yeah, they were more these like these guys stuck closer to classical. Look at music. what I can do. Look at what I can do. Right, right. <laughs> staying closer to C and, yeah. and A and E. But yeah. they they went out there in the jazz realm, but not like not in the way Genesis did, right? Because right. in a way, Genesis mm-hmm. was trying to do that. Early Genesis, yeah. early 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 Genesis in a way, but it it didn't succeed in the way that Crimson did. Right. Right. In this, yeah. It's different. I agree. I agree. And and just and I also I would yeah I mean we have to listen to it I know but like the way that like cause, um, John Anderson's voice is so high mm. so right. it's like frequency wise like you got a lot of lows it just like covers everything mm-hmm. it's like vocally it's like way up here yeah. so every everyone has its place yeah mm-hmm. sonic right. spectrum you know what I mean right yeah correct mm-hmm. yeah. which is really cool and and John talks about that like he had to sing up there. To not be competing with midtones, yeah, exactly. But that and he could. The the, the reality. Luckily, is, he could. Like, more, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could, and he belts. He belts. He is yeah. a. He sings at a full voice and really high. And there are plenty of women, myself included, who would would have to fight to stay up. And he there. could still do that. Not uh, not as pretty close. They, and, they have I mean, to lower when, the keys. When but he's yes, like seventy five years old. You're right. And he, he can still. Know? No, but, out of all, like uh, you know, when I saw Getty. No one cares. No one. But I actually have heard him, um, yes, but hear him perform, and he actually has sung uh, some of the songs down the octave, right, the full octave, right. just because the arrangement's a little different, he can get away with it, but the right. songs are still great at the end of yeah. the day. They're... I don't know. I, I've heard, I've seen him probably eight or nine times, and I find that, like, I, I'm always blown away with how high he can still sing. Yeah, absolutely, but yeah. it, you know, and it's all because he's in the He's yoga, one of those dudes that can like, really still kind of, he still has, and he still has the same timbre. And it wasn't a strain, tone. he never was straining in right. the voice. Right, it's, there was, his tone was very clean. Yes. Which meant that he wasn't uh, attacking the notes with the same gravel, which was much gentler on on the voice. He, had, he clearly has great technique and most, I mean, opera singers, you think about what they're putting their voice through, their careers with the very little exception are typically either they're singing in a different, they're uh, in a different classification, like they started as a tenor and now they're singing baritone. I mean, Placido right. Domingo does that. I mean, he, he now he only does baritone stuff and not as much, but I mean, the, the voice is controlled by a very complex muscular system. And as we age, just like an athlete, those, those, it takes a tremendous discipline and practice to maintain but and I to think prevent he, those But I think he does that because, like, he, this is a guy that is so into health and yoga and all this crap I, I, like that. I, I, right. That, he he that, wasn't a big drug addict yeah, like and Rick Wakeman was. He was really was. into the health of his uh, voice of for all those years. And I think... I don't know. I no, think no. he's still got it. No, I, mean, he's, I think he's losing it. But let me ask you I'm this. not saying he he doesn't have it. I mean, he can still clearly hit a lot of those notes, um, but but, the, but or, or 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 consistently do. I mean, he's yeah. made, there's your voice doesn't still changes as you age. It's natural, but compared to like somebody like Chris Cornell, you know, God rest his soul, but who started off with a wickedly high voice, like incredibly high. He smoked high. a lot too. He smoked and he right. he didn't, you know, and and I love. But he his, was like. 
belting and hurting is, you know, he yes, he was. That's but, yeah. but my point being, like, you listen to his career over 25 years versus, yes, I mean, there's no comparison. Yeah, yes, right. I mean, what are you talking, talking about? about? I'm saying that he has had to change what he's done. It's when you're in your 70s, you can't, it's just unless you, unless yeah. you're, unless. You're doing it, and you're not straining from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And I, right. I, and I, I don't really think John think, Anderson was doing that. I don't think. Yeah, and, I don't. And do think you he think he sings? Is it a head voice, or is he singing from the? No, diary? it's a it's a belt. He, right. He's a dead belt. It's he, a middle. He's high enough. Yeah, it's a middle. Like, because you know somebody like Barry Gibb from the Bee Gees. Is, that's a false. He's that's doing a falsetto. Thing. It's all head. It's all yeah. head singing. Mm -hmm. It's not diaphragm. But Whereas John Anderson, I don't think he's he's singing from the gut. Well, he's, he's just a little man. and He's got a high voice. Yeah, I, I to start I agree. with, but I but I right. definitely I know what you're saying that that he physically, but I just from seeing him relatively lately, I couldn't believe that how good he sounded. Yeah, I'll tell you one he, thing. He's, though, he's retained his tone. He really has, and but he, I'll tell you what happened. Gotten, he's not gotten gravelly or yeah. you know like Tom Waits used to have a really clean tone, and now he's just all. And I don't think they lower the keys on the songs either. But I'll tell you, he, he, what he did the last time I saw him, which was probably like five years ago or so, or whenever they were touring last before Chris Choir died, he fell on stage. Oh my God. Like he's oh walking no. around and he tripped and fell. Oh no. And the mic was like, oh. and all the music stopped and it was like really awkward. Oh no. And then everyone just started clapping for him. <laughs> right. And he got up and he's like, oh, thanks a lot. You know, so he's like, get over it. But You, it was you like, gotta oh, love that, shit. you know, when, when, when <laughs> people have car crashes and they just laugh it off, you and know. No, nothing hurt, just my pride. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> But I do think he's kind of starting to lose it a little bit oh, yeah. up there, yeah. Well, oh. the shows have got to change as they age advances. Like I told you about Jethro Tull. No. In what? Iceland, we saw him in Reykjavik at the opera. You did not tell me this. And um, in the middle of their set, they stopped and mimicked Shadow Puppet a um, a uh, a prostate exam. <laughs> and he called somebody up to the stage, and he behind Fantastic. behind a sheet that had a light on it, so you just saw the shadows. Uh -huh, right, right. Um, they mimicked giving a guy a prostate exam, which made everybody super uncomfortable. And then they came out and told, "Hey, man, that's reality. Once you're over told 50. everybody in the audience to make sure they get their prostate checked. Well, cool, and man. Then, yeah. They kept cool, on sure, going and get a colonoscopy. Yeah. yeah. So we figured they probably weren't doing that. 30 years ago. Yeah, probably no. not. <laughs> no. That's safe to say. So. Next. Let's listen. What are we yeah. listening to? Uh, 1971. Yes. Fragile. The, uh, the song is Roundabout. Oh, God. Come on now. Let's hear it. That bass. Oh, it's crushing. It's that it's that Rickenbacker. It's all low end and high end, no mids. You can hear the edge of the note. This is the kind of song you get a speeding ticket to. Oh yeah. Ooh, good one, Nicola. <laughs> Cause we're all playing. Like the sum and it's all exactly lined up. Yep. And that's why it's so rocking. I, I mean, how many people. times have we heard the song? Every time you hear it, it's something well, new. I've heard it quite I love a bit. It the end. <laughs> yeah, same, same. I mean, it's you're on the radio too, I, and I, every time you yeah. hear it, you hear this was a big radio something hit. else. How long is that song? How long is the song? Uh, this is over. This is over eight minutes. So that goes, you know, like. Uh, Every earlier. person that yeah. I knew in high school that w played the guitar learned to play this. Yes, I can play it. Sort of. I used to know I, how I to play it. I've anymore. since forgotten. You know, what I love is that the vocal, the original vocal theme, comes in at the That's end, right before this part, over the. The Mellotron. Yeah. And that's a sequencer. Right? He's not no. going like this, is he? No, he's playing on Vigios, yeah. Talk about one thing, though. I noticed that all the prog rock people aren't like the best looking. <laughs> Debatable. Yeah, Seriously. it depends on what you're into, I suppose. But you know, Chris used to play, he had a Rickenbacker with the stereo outputs. So one pickup went to a Marshall half stack and one pickup went to uh, either a Sun amp 
or uh, acoustic yeah. or uh, an amp. That's what we're starting to do. That's yeah. what she's starting to do. Yeah. 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 It makes a real the cutting that, sound. That's what we do in the studio. Yeah. We actually have four tracks of bass in the studio. Nice. One in, uh, one direct, one on a mar uh, Fender. A Fender yeah. was just distorted. A Fender Twin Reverbs? Yeah. Uh -huh. And then uh, and then the Ampeg. Uh -huh. But I'm, I'm and then. Closes. What are you touring with, Joni? Um, well, right now I just have like a stripped down version of my my full rig. I play through a Mark bass, oh. head and and, and um, okay. cabinet. Yeah. Okay. And it's they're super light and they sound great. But it, at home I'm playing around with um, splitting the signal yeah. and not just sending it to through like to the guitar amp, but um, sending it through a harmonizer, pitching it up an octave, and then sending it through distortion, so it sounds like a guitar. That's what Thundercat does. Yeah. He does. He, he uses an octave. Uh, yeah. It, it, it throws it up an octave and mixes that with the lower oh, so, end. Yeah, there's and and it makes it a lot more cutting. There's, there's a duo called uh, the Royal Bloods mm -hmm. that um, their songwriting. I'm not super, super in love with the songwriting, but it's a duo. But you would never know it because right. the bass player <laughs> does that. He's that's that pretty song badass. Is so amazing. Oh, so I just, I yeah. never get sick of it. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. um, All right, we're talking about yes. Sorry. So basically, it's a duo. And they sound like a trio. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Royal Bloods is pretty cool. Yeah, even I'll if you don't, out. even if you don't, it's like love, prog rock with millennials. Yeah, even if you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even if you don't love the music, you'll you'll be fascinated by how they achieve. The guy's pedal board is is, is like six by six. It's incredible. That, yeah, now I, I gotta say that kind of bugs me with with a lot of like my keyboard player is constantly trying to have me. He wants me to get one of these. No one cares. <laughs> no one. This is better. Trust me. Yeah. I, I would say if Crimson was like third date material, yes is like six months in and you, you realize you're like fully in love. Yeah, and the sex is really great. Really great. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, God. What's this? Oh, no, yeah. We're gonna, Emerson, uh, Lake, and Palmer? E yeah. ELP. Yeah. We're going to go to uh, 1973 here. 73. You know, it's With, interesting. Uh, that artwork on the cover looks like it could be something current. Yeah. Do you know who it is? Emerson, Emerson Lake, and Palmer. No, oh, the artwork. Oh, that I do not. H.R. Geiger. So he was the art director for Aliens. That explains it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So art. So Greg Lake is the keyboard player in this band, correct? Yeah. Oh, he's the bass player and singer. I mean, bass player. That's what he's I mean. He's the bass player and singer in King Crimson. Yeah. And then we've got. Oh, Renaissance. Oh. Yeah. All right. Okay. How about that? Holy yeah, nice guys. Look at that. No. They look like for the they're from Roman times and they're statues. Yeah, like a yeah exactly. <laughs> like Michelangelo would love them. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like if you were to see the entire picture, they'd be having like a fur-lined cape and, you know, and a sword and, yep. you know, their foot on top of the or head of a lion. Leaf. Mm -hmm. They have fig leaves. I think they probably Which, which that kind of imagery made its way into heavy metal yes. eventually. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, haircut is in right now. Yeah, I had a guest that said, uh, I think I've had all three of these haircuts. Which is really unfortunate. I like this one. Oh, no, thank you. No, 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 no not the, the haircut. You like okay, him? Uh, no, the haircut. I think these guys probably look better in real life. This looks like Edmund, my old boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he a little bit? He looks Big a lot basketball like... head. Yeah, I guess He's so. got a very round head. It's, it's I think hair. it's the hair. It's Leif Erikson. Uh -huh. No, it's... Um, <laughs> no, not Leif, not Leif Erikson. He was an explorer. Leif Garrett. Leif yeah, Leif Erikson was the, <laughs> the Nordic yeah. Uh, yeah. explorer. Yeah, the Viking. Yeah. The Viking. Leif yeah. Garrett was the 70s pop star. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. you know, these guys were just following the, Lisa, the, the fashion trends at the time. Lisa, don't you have this haircut I now? love that. I was going to yeah. say. Lisa's got a shag yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's what I'm saying. It's a Pat Benatar. It's a it's Lisa Pemetel. Yeah, it really looks better. Susie Quattro. Susie yeah. Quattro. <laughs> yes, Susie. Yeah. Leather Tuscadero. Leather Tuscadero. From, from Happy that's Days. That's Pinky. Right. Pinky Tuscadero. Pinky. No, Leather. Oh, no, Leather, leather was Susie Quattro. Oh, Pinky right, right, was, okay, was the, Fonzie's the, girlfriend? Yeah, she was Pinky the gang was leader. She was the gang leader. Yeah. But Susie Quattro was Leather Tuscadero. Oh. Yeah. That does look a lot like my... I should say old boyfriend, like very old boyfriend, yeah, like uh -huh. long, long time ago. Uh -huh. He's a very so, nice uh, man. I kind of looked at, like that look a little bit. Here we are in 1973. They're not wearing clothes, though. What's up with that? Well, is. Greg yeah. isn't. Yes, Greg isn't. Yeah. Okay, they're yeah. not wearing shirts. Does I don't think that, any of them were, it, are wearing shirts. He's got a vest on. Greg is shirtless. He might be pantless. We don't know. 
Yeah, do you go to the artist and go, you know, I really want the shirtless look. They look like paintings. paintings. They do. Yeah. But look yeah. how much look how much more effort they put into their promo shots than just a few years ago. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, right. These <laughs> other records, that's why I printed pictures because yeah. they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They, they, they they sort of cultivated this mystery. Like, yeah. we don't know who these it's, guys. These are. look like a, um like an Instagram filter. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still yeah. a little. It's solid. modeled after you know. Th this was probably a little Vaseline on the lens yeah. at the yeah, time. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it, it still looks. They all have a pretty sullen look on their face. Yeah, yeah well, they're very serious. Yeah, this is very pre, thin. like, teen dreams. This, this is their... Wine, like, whiners a little bit. This is their <laughs> pet sounds, if yeah. you will. You know, this is their master of puppets. Their, their Sergeant Pepper. Uh, they, they took this album very seriously. Yeah. Uh, this is Brain Salad Surgery. Mm. Emerson, Lake and Palmer. And uh, we're going to listen to Carnival 9, Impression 1, Part 1. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's see what these weird guys did. You can tell he studied his Bach inventions. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, super classically influenced. This reminds me after a gig when you're in the car and you put on the other band's CD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're having that reaction right now. What? I don't, I don't, I don't like the keyboard style at all. No? No, it, like, you remember, like, no. Uh-huh. I, I bet these guys are no fun. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care, they don't care if she's satisfied. Right, right. <laughs> Premature for who? Yeah. <laughs> I had a great time, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Mistakes in there. <laughs> <laughs> people, got vocal people. It's a uh -huh. there's some like almost atonal qualities at different times, especially when the vocals come in. There's a keyboard part that's fighting with the vocal line. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A keyboard player that wants to be a guitar player, or wants to be a singer, or wants <laughs> to be a, a well. He, he wants to have a concerto. He yeah. talked about that, you yeah. know, because you know, no one cares. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Joni almost played that. the guitar in this yeah, band. Yeah, that's right. That was Did my, you? That was my first assignment. Yeah. That was my first assignment. Because I actually learned to play the electric bass to play in this band. I play right. upright. And, and Lisa was, when, when it was first, you know, when it was just an idea, she's like, um, and I was visiting from Boston, and she goes, I want, um, you... You should play the bass. So I was like, oh, cool. And then, like, two days later, uh, you know, because it was all just an idea at that point. It was kind of, you know, not not super serious. And then she said, uh, she, she, we had dinner with a uh, lunch with a friend of hers who was a bass player. And she's like, oh my God, you could play the bass. And she's so sorry, Joni. Could you play the guitar instead? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> just, just to be clear, we're, we actually are not a prog rock band. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, I for, actually all, a, for all you listeners out yeah, there that are yeah. prog rock fans, yeah, yeah. you might be but I do, Which I, will become evident when you guys <laughs> bust some tunes out later. I do have a question for you, though. Yes. I couldn't help but notice there's not one female in any of these bands. Is That's there correct. Any, yeah. Is there any prog rock, like well-known prog rock, Prom that are either have a female member or are fronted by a female? Uh, that's a good question that somebody else asked me, and I have not done thorough research on it. Uh, but I, 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 no one cares. No, not so much. I mean, but you know, you might have just not heard of them because yeah. you need back then you you couldn't do what you do now. Like right now. We can promote ourselves. We can book it. We can put our, you know, record our music. Right. Back then, you needed a record deal to do it. Yeah. yeah. And there might have been bands that no yeah. one ever just noticed, and bands. they thought because they only uh, male bands were going right, and they were know, in front of money. a camera. Like you think about the Wrecking Crew. Carol Kay was oh, on amazing. a million, a bajillion records. All right. The Beach Boys stuff. All, all the pop music you heard she, in the '60s. She would not have. She didn't. Her name was never on any of those. Well, none albums. of those guys. None of those. I mean, that's so that a wasn't little really bit different. A, it is that, a little bit yeah. different. That wasn't a misogynistic thing. That was like they're not no, crediting no. any of those. No, but the, the, my point being that it, her, whether she was male or female, was was in not so much of an issue because she was nobody was named. Right. Like she could right. be completely anonymous. Whereas if you're gonna be in this picture with bell bottoms and a flared you know, you know, but you have to be <laughs> but you have to be a good investment for the record company. Like yeah. someone's putting all their money into you. Yeah. So they have to believe that you're gonna sell records. And back then they didn't believe for whatever reason that women would sell records maybe. Maybe there were bands out well, there. Not not within this genre. And that's I what I mean, mean within yeah. the genre. Right. You you would have to have you, you would 
have been, you know, the singer yes. and had sex appeal yes. Yes. and stuff like that. You couldn't be a nerdy girl yep. who was a little yeah. overweight and looked or like weirdos looked like, like any these, of guys. these guys. Right, or exactly. Any of those guys. Like I'm sure there were women at the time that were like, I'd love to be in this band, you know, especially, you know, Getty Lee, John Anderson. They're up there in yeah, yeah. female range. You know, yeah, but totally. they, they could have they could have gotten a woman to sing those parts, right? Right. And a, a woman that could probably still sing them now, yeah. Because you know her voice didn't drop with age, you know. But it, it just it didn't happen. It's a very masculine genre. Well, I think. But at the same time, it's, it's, jazz, it's, yeah. I actually think right. I think all music, most mainstream music of any kind is oh, certainly at that point was definitely male dominated. You know? Is it art imitating? Everything was mailed up. Sure. But I bet most Still, of these, to a certain extent. I bet most of these these guys had female music teachers. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> point. I wonder if, how can we find. Let's mm, check the Google machine yes, on that. Yes. Yes, yes. My very first piano teacher. You know. All right. Well, they have. Women's clothes on. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> we, got, we got that going for us. They're halfway there. And and they've got. The, I mean, look at this. And they got, yeah. Wow. Charlie's Angels or that is Canadian Charlie. prog rock band Rush. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, look at Getty. He's very feminine. Yes. Getty Lee. And so is Alex here. Alex has since uh, you know plumped out. They've all plumped out, you know. A little they're bit. Still, they're well, still they're still amazing musicians. You, or you could say they were too skinny there. Well, Neil, well yeah. Neil Part is is kind of an athlete actually. An athlete? Well, he, he, uh, yeah, he was a like a cross country skier runner. Yeah, that's I thought he. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. I didn't know that about him. I yeah. think he's a motorcycle guy. No, but yeah, he, right. He does that too. He yeah. does long distance. And he's really into health. Yeah. All, I think all three. They're not drugs at all. No. Uh, potheads. Potheads. But yeah. yeah, like back in the day when they were touring with Kiss, like they weren't. No. I mean, John Rutsey was the original drummer, but since Fly By Night. Yeah. It's Fly been these by three. Night. Away from here. <laughs> yeah. Vital. Yeah. Neil, song Neil Peart is Neil Peart might be it, probably in my top five favorite drummers of all time. Really. I love I love Neil Peart. I love Neil Peart, but he doesn't swing. Yeah, uh, it's no. not my favorite, but I love he him. He does not mm -hmm. swing. Yeah. Bill Bruford swings. Bill mm -hmm. Bruford swings. Uh, and he's got the that, chops. That, that first drummer we heard, um, mm -hmm. Giles, he swings. Who? Uh, Michael Giles uh -oh. from King Crimson, oh, yeah. the original yeah. drummer. Uh, but now Puret doesn't, and he took lessons uh, from a jazz, uh, uh, Gruber, I think the guy's name is. Mm -hmm. Miles? Yeah. Miles Gruber? No. Maybe. I don't know. I'd Ruby have to, Gruber's? Uh, but he, but he was, he's a jazz drum teacher, and, and Pure took lessons from him for a while, and uh, you know, then he came back and, and did a Rush album, and it's like, yeah, it's, he still mm. sounds like Neil Peart. Like I, when I hear, when I think of um, Neil Peart, I don't, you're right, I don't, he's not a, doesn't swing, no. but in terms of how he hits the drums, ah. and his timing. And he's fun. And he's, he's a fun, fun yeah. drummer. It, it, it's, it's, it's more of a classical approach to drums. Yeah. Everything is written. He's very, he's very academic. He's gonna do his fills exactly the same. Every time, and every, yeah. because, you know, the nerds with the tape on the glasses in the audience have to air drum along with him, and if he misses that fill, they're gonna be like, the fuck, man? Well, he, you know? did you, you, sure, that? Sure. you think that's why? Huh? You think that's why? No, I don't think that's why he plays that way, but I think it, it, he's cultivated. I mean, he's- That's even, become his All thing. of these guys, like even Alex Lifeson doesn't improv his solos, they're written. Yeah. He improvs them when he, when he plays them on the record, yeah, but then he learns them and does them verbatim. Yeah, because you know, they become they become hooks on their own. Well, like yeah, those drum yeah. fills are, hooks. and he's great that way. Like he says, he's like, I don't do more than like two or three takes. Yeah, because then it gets labored and and, and like. Mm -hmm. But I I thought because I Neil Peart I know after he had kind of a sad story. His wife and his daughter both yes, died. Yes. And I was li watching an interview he did where he basically relearned how to play the drums mm -hmm. and he, and that he became he intentionally became less academic about yes. how he plays. And that's when he Freddie yeah. Gruber. Huh? That's when he that's when he studied with Freddie Gruber. Yeah. Freddie Gruber. That's the guy's name. Um, or I'm completely wrong. And, and he hates I talking will have to fans. To that. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. he, he hates the adoration. Um, Sex to be you, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's listen. Yeah. So we're going to 1981. Big leap here. All right. uh, uh, probably Russia's most popular album, Moving Pictures, and mm. uh, the song is Tom Sawyer. Oh, probably, of 
<laughs> I, I thought you said this was going to be obscure. No, no, no. no. He's no. Like, this, oh, this, is, this is prog rock 101. Okay. Only yeah. the Genesis song is kind of obscure. Yeah. I was on jury duty, and uh, um, I was waiting as one of the jury that was picked, and uh, my phone went off, and that was my phone ringer. Tom Sawyer? Yeah, it was very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> The thing, the most challenging thing I ever had to do, learn how to do musically, was play the bass and sing at the same time. Yeah. Not when it's, when it's, yeah. in there. When it's two different ideas. It's, it's well, yeah. they're, they're compete. It's, it's not. It's not melodically idea. linear. You know, right, it's not right. rhythmic. You know, it's, this has to go on autopilot oh. while you concentrate on this. Unless you're playing this. eighth notes, or, you know, right. pedaling or something. You right. Know? We yeah. should get Taurus pedals. Ugh. They're expensive. I, I Jesus, don't give me you can, they, made, they make new ones now. You don't have to get the vintage stuff, and they work better. And yeah. like drawing the chords. The Oberheim. Abraham was the first synthesizer I ever like touched and played. Did you? I was like completely. I've got out. an old Ob1 that I want to get fixed. So cool. I love when the beat changes. That's such a sick bass sound. And he's plucking it. No yep. picking. He does this. He has the worst right hand technique, but he yeah. pulls it off. It's like. Dick. He turns, You're making the rest of us look bad. He turns the volume up way loud. He has a very tiny motion. Yeah. Teeny tiny motion. But still, it's one finger. Like, yeah. this would be easier with, but no, he, he just learned that way and that's what he does. I love it. Right here. Oh. Go around the block. <laughs> We're all doing the air drum. I, right I now. used to play this with my friend, Pato. <laughs> this, this is less of a date song and more of like a Friday night where the weekend is still full ahead of you or school's out for the summer. Right, right, right. The day after school's out kind of thing. This is, a, this is a song you might drink a little too much and dance around like a crazy Yeah, party. I could see yeah. putting this on late night when the party's winding down. Yeah. Oh. Well, that I think rocks. I know what you guys think of that. I would yeah. never ring the bell on Tom Sawyer. Yeah. Let's talk. Well, it's also so, the shortest song at four. Well, and that's half not. That's not why. So three out of five. We like three out of five. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the two that we weren't fond of had something in common. Right. Right. It's like when I listen to that, it's, it has all those qualities, those dry drum qualities where you hear, where you hear everything. I think that one has a little bit more yes in it, but a little bit more aggressive with the, um, like you can tell Neil Peart was writing hooks when he did those drums. Like he was trying to write hooks. And there were, there's so many hooks. We're, we're like a melodic here. We're like melody. That's why the Genesis thing just didn't fly. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it's like mansplaining music, just like yeah. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. It's like, yeah, we get it, we know it. Don't we know it. you're good. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. Guys right. are great. Good job. Yeah. You know what's what's now, better, cupcakes or brownies? You know, cupcakes. I can't believe you don't like brownies. What's wrong with you? Is your mouth broken? There must be something wrong. You don't like. You know, I, like, I don't know. I don't. You know, I just think this is better. You know? I don't really yeah, get yeah. that analogy. No, yeah. meaning I'm, like if so, it's like <laughs> saying, <laughs> you know, like saying what's it. better, music. Yeah. What's better, this oh, or this? It's all subjective. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, you like it or you like it. You know. But who likes that? That's what I want to know. Like, do who, a lot of guys like yeah, that? Yeah, who's really into that early Genesis What genre stuff? of guy really like that? I think I think my husband might like it. Really? Yeah, really? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I got turned on to this music, you know, we were like, you know, in someone's basement. Right, right. With lots of... So it's nostalgic for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Was we involved? Yeah. And, and I still like it, but I listen to it and I go, this is absurd. Yeah. Like, I understand where you guys are coming from. Sure, sure. I'm like, this is silly. It's silly. But, but nostalgia but adds a whole other element. Right, yes. right, right. It does. Right, right. It does. You know? I mean, like, you know, I used to like rat. Right. <laughs> it's terrible hair metal. Terrible. Yeah. But it, it brings me back to a time and a place. You yeah, know? absolutely. Like, you know, they, they say that, that uh, taste and smell is the strongest uh, sense memory. For me, it's sound. Mm -hmm. It right. brings me back to a time and a place. Like sure, a song sure. can transport me to sure. 1980, 1975, whatever it is. And so. those two things can never be separated. The right. nostalgia you feel when that song comes up, it, it just can't it's ever be separated. Be right. Yeah, yeah. right, right, That's right, right. That's like Devo for me. 
in summation, uh-huh. uh, do you ladies like prog rock? I do like prog rock, although clearly I I do not like all prog rock. Yeah, well, it's, that's, it's that's, the same. That's tough. It's yeah. the same what we were talking before. Like that's right. There's there's good and there's music that I like and music that I don't like mm-hmm. in every genre. Mm-hmm. So yeah. three yeah. out of five ain't bad. That's no. right. Right. No. And there's you know elements we respect in every genre and in every band and that we are drawn to. There's a punk rock that comes out mm-hmm. in some of this. And it doesn't come out really. And some of it, like I feel yeah. like, Crimson. like when you, when you, like when you, the overall, like the the overall feel of it, like there's a punk rockness, and there's a joy that comes through. And then yeah. some of them come through like they're having to prove how cool they are. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and, it right there. And, I, right. and it's like I, like the Rush. Yeah. What is it? Rush, King Crimson, and what are the ones we like? Genesis. Oh and, no. Um, oh, yeah. Like yes, Genesis. King Crimson, and um. And Rush. And, and Rush, Rush, like. It feels joyful to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like mm-hmm. it's celebrating something. Yeah. Right. And the other ones are like, yeah, you should like the, you know, something to prove. Let me massage you. Right. Like they're like they're rehearsing next door to each other. Right. right. You know? <laughs> like like the Brill Building where everyone right. was competing. And they're like listening yeah. and like you know. Yeah. Let, let me show you how smart I am. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there's there's a one upmanship. Yeah, there's a one upmanship. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's true of a lot of these bands. There was a tension in that like, well. Well, I, I, I got to play as intense as that guy, and it gets to the point where it's just a pissing contest. Or if you don't, if, yeah. if you have, the music isn't cool if you don't have to really think about it. Like, I wonder <laughs> right. what, what scale this is, or I wonder what key right. I'm in, or well, what, what I'm, time I'm, signature. I'm doing a harmonic minor scale right. over a natural minor chord. <laughs> <laughs> it's back to it's back to Bartok. I mean, you either want to listen to that while you're playing Bartok, yeah, or twelve tone. Oh, right, Schoenberg, Bartok, yeah, 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 yeah. right. I remember buying a bar No one cares. Well, it's time to wrap it up, folks. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. We got a three out of five ain't bad from the ladies on the subject discussed. I'd like to thank my guests, No Small Children, without whom I would have had a midlife crisis and purchased $6,000 worth of vinyl. Head over to our guest links page to see what kind of grooves the ladies are laying down on their new album, What the Kids Say. Coming out this Thursday, May 17th. And a special thanks to you, the listener. Because as we all know, the podcast is playing in the woods. No one's around to hear it. It fucking sucks. 